Hello. My name is Sophie. And I'm Maddie. Start off with you strong. <laughs> I forgot. I'm like, did you we say something? Name? <laughs> I know, but I forgot whether we say single but seen or not. Oh, God. Okay, we're going to start with <laughs> I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. A podcast where we discuss various television shows and give you our opinion on the single best scene from the series. This week's episode is Fleabag. Mm-hmm. So, Soph, mm-hmm. how did you find Fleabag? I came to Fleabag pretty late. I Fleabag had already won awards <laughs> by the time I and season two had come out before I finally caved and watched it because it's an Amazon Prime show, which is not where I normally get my TV. So it just kind of, you know, never was top of mind. But you'd said you'd liked it. And, you know, a lot of my friends had rained praises about it. And so when season two came out, there was a lot more like PR for it. So I just um finally caved and started watching it but the way amazon (laughs) (laughs) sets up their interface for shows it was like okay you click on fleabag and then it was like play episode one and i was like yep play episode one and like there it was and i was like wow we're kind of blitzing over a lot yeah no it started season two episode one so i only watched season two um and, like, I had only seen season two until in quarantine. I finally was like, well, I guess I should go back and watch season one since we're not getting any more of Fleabag. So the best I can do is retroactively watch season one. And it, weirdly, they kind of hit the high points of what happened in season one in about 10 seconds in yeah. season two. So I genuinely don't feel like you need to watch season one to appreciate season two. Cause I loved season two and season one, I felt like was like pretty forgettable on, you know, second thought I did, you know, there were a lot of nice moments, but it was sadder and I don't know, but I did mm-hmm. eventually watch it, but I watched them in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. you? So I, um, got, you know, just like a promotional email from Amazon, like, Fleabag is now on Amazon Prime, and I, at the time, I had just gone through, like, a British comedy phase on Netflix where I'd watched Lovesick. I loved Lovesick, and then Crashing, which is another mm, Phoebe yeah. Waller-Bridge show, and so I was like, what the hell? Like, my roommate was out on a date. Like, it was like there was nothing going on, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I'll just watch it, and then... um liked it like Mm -hmm. I thought it was a good show I didn't necessarily go around telling everybody they had to watch it like it wasn't one of my highly advertised Mm -hmm. shows but like I was glad I finished it and then the same thing happened season two I like didn't know because also since it's filmed and on the BBC and like promoted in Mm -hmm. England then by the time it comes to the U.S. it's already aired there so I wasn't sure even when we were getting a season two or if we were getting our season two and then another you know Amazon email popped up and said like season two of Fleabag is now available and I remember watching like the first four episodes that night and being like holy shit this is perfect (laughs) and also I need to slow down like I don't (laughs) want it to be over there's only six six. so um (sighs) yeah and I will say I agree with you Amazon Prime's they're uh it's not a very Mm user-friendly it's like the images are too small and like why do they only do those descriptions at the top like it could be better for how much money amazon (laughs) has um get a team working on that yeah okay so the pilot and is in the first season one episode one (laughs) yeah what did you think about it and the real pilot pilot, (laughs) what did you think about it I gave it an 8 out of 10 because it covers a lot. Mm-hmm. I continuously forgot that this show is only like 23 to 30 minutes, um, depending on the episode. And it just it just gives you a really, like, if you don't like the first episode, you're not going to like the show. That's exactly what I wrote. Um, which I think is important for pilots. And it's funny and you get the fourth wall thing which is not for everyone apparently but I really liked it Mm -hmm. and um 
you know, that was, that was that. What about you? Yeah. I gave it like a nine out of 10, eight, eight out of 10. Um, like you said, we get to know her right off the bat. I think breaking the fourth wall and filling in the audience about mm-hmm. what going on is such a smart story device when you only have six episodes. Yeah. Um, because then there's no wasted, there's really no wasted time on the show. No. Plus um, we feel like we're inside her joke, which mm-hmm. is something everybody always wants to feel. Yeah. There's two, I think big mom, three big moments from the first episode that I think really solidify it. One, when she is like standing literally the cold open and looks at the camera and explains like her hookup situation yes. from like start to finish. Like, you know, when this happens like mm-hmm, to everybody mm-hmm. and you're like, what the fuck? She's so <laughs> weird. Like she's so weird. Right. And then the second moment, she's like out of breath. <laughs> mm-hmm, the second moment being when she goes to get the loan for the cafe and like takes her shirt off in front of the yes. guy was like, so I laughed funny. so hard. Cause I was like, that's just so flea bag <laughs> for yeah. then for him to then be like, sl- you know what I mean? Like they yeah. have their whole thing. And then the third is when she gives the speech to her dad at the end about being a bad feminist. You're kind of like, <laughs> oh, this show does have like a little bit of heart to it. Like yeah. there's, it's not just, cause obviously you don't really know about boo mm-hmm. and all of the stuff that goes on and the mother and all that stuff kind of, sh- that's she uses as like a mystery device. Right. Well, we know that she died and we know the mom died. We just don't know how right, 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 right. and how involved she was with yeah. that. So um, I do think it's really hard to talk about the first, the pilot when season two, episode one is perfect television. Yeah. Um, like it's hard to even think like I rewatched both seasons for like prep for this week. And like, I enjoyed season one in rewatch. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I kind of shot on it shit on it because I thought season two was so right. good. Yeah. That's the thing. And season by comparison, w- by comparison, but season one is still really, yeah. really good. Well, smart TV. The moment where they, they're in the feminist lecture and the mm-hmm. lecturer is actually fun fact, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's mom. And she asks who would raise your hand if you would trade five years or years of your life for the perfect body and their hands shoot up. And no one else's do was just brilliant. I love that. Um, would you trade five years of your life for the perfect body? Yeah. If you get to keep the body. Like yeah. Perfect yeah, body 100%. the whole time? Yeah. 100%. And the five years were the end? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100. Um, <laughs> I, I also think they did a really, it was a really smart pilot because we got to know the characters don't change. No. Nope. Like they, um, in the same way that, like, people don't really change that much over two years when you're 33. You know what I mean? Like, it's sure. they're not high school-age kids, and they're mm-hmm. not getting ma- – you know what I mean? Like, Martin and Claire were established. The godmother and mm-hmm. the dad were established. Fleabag was established. So um, it, they did have character development mm-hmm. and character growth over those oh, two, yeah. two years. But, like, if you liked anyone in the first episode, you would have liked them in the series finale, right. which I yeah. is so rare mm-hmm. for a show. Mm-hmm. So – it is one of the funniest show, but shows I've ever so seen. So funny. Oh, my what God. What are some of your best bits or jokes? I'm constant laughing out loud. I loved Claire Claire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so in season two, <laughs> yeah. Claire, Fleabag's sister, mm-hmm. starts an emotional uh, relationship with her other coworker. Yeah. In, in Norway? Finland. Finland, who's... Also, name is Claire, Claire, even though he's a boy. And Fleabag reacting to this news is exactly how I was reacting <laughs> to it. Like, she was like, what? Like, seriously? Like, and she still even, like, kind of laughs every time she says his name. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fleabag doesn't stop thinking that that's funny. Um, I love the dad's stutter. Mm-hmm. Like, the dad's, like, inability to, like, form a complete sentence which was at its peak at the dinner mm-hmm. where like it was so severe that he was really just saying random words like you couldn't at the season follow. two episode yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then in season one episode four the ninja scene when and we'll put i did find a clip of that we can put it in the show notes where she thinks it'd be funny to surprise her boyfriend like um, that Hitchcock, what's the Hitchcock movie? Psycho. Psycho with like mask, knife, and he's in the shower. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because he's like genuinely scared and doesn't get that it's her. And just, it really shows <laughs> how they don't think the same thing is funny at all. Like they're, they're not, not a, good fit. a good fit. And, but it's her commitment and his like 
fear are just very funny. Well, and also it's so funny that, like, after they, um, after she scares him and he sees that it's her and he kind of, like, laughs and, like, gives her a hug and then gets, like, second scared. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like, second wave scared. Like, he, like, is still so scared. Oh, my God. Um, the, Harry. Yeah. The creepy stepson I just thought was always funny as a device. Like, when he's it like, was, leave, yeah, 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 leave yeah, yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> like, he, it was funny that everyone knew he was creepy, including his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just sort of, like, acknowledged. And everyone's a little unsettled by it. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And then Fleabag being turned around in the painting. <laughs> love that so two, much um that the stepmom uh paints and then we'll put a clip of this in the show notes too but fleabag looking amazing at her mom's funeral was so funny she says this, she has this line <laughs> she says she's like my hair just keeps falling in this really chic way yes <laughs> i love that and how everyone is like wow you look amazing like someone's like grief really suits you like, yeah just glowing and like trying to make her skin look worse oh god it's so funny what about you so some of mine i feel like are um so they're like slap because i feel like the show i don't really understand like how this is probably just more for you but like mm. the b plot versus the joke mm. because I don't really know. All of those, I think, fall in both wet. No, um, what? <laughs> well, like, okay, so this is a joke. Okay. When she says, I sometimes worry I wouldn't be such a, big, a feminist if I had bigger tits. But it's because <laughs> it's so a part funny. of the subplot of them going to the silent, the Quaker meeting. Which I thought the Quaker right. meeting in general was hilarious. The Quaker meeting was a really funny episode. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was a funny joke. So it's joke. Okay. So that goes <laughs> in the joke category. Um, when Claire's hair looks like a pencil. Oh my god! Yes. And the satisfaction that the guy gets in showing the picture, and like he was right, like what? she, because she was like, "This isn't what oh, I wanted." We're still talking about the hair thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah, then yeah. him being like, "Oh no, it it definitely yeah, yeah. was." Like, yeah, show the show her the picture. Yes, <laughs> I also have just like a few, like I have like a listicle of things that the godmother did. Oh my god! Okay, let's hear. Them. Um, well, the painting, and then also any of her paintings. Like the yes. one, like the, the self-portrait, the self-portrait. yeah. Um, the stealing of the statue. Uh, I think that's probably brilliant. an ongoing bit because yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it goes back and forth. Yeah, I laughed so hard, like probably three times and rewound it when they go see their father for the lunch for the mom, like for the mother, like their mother passed away. So they're going to this like anniversary lunch okay. at the dad's house and Claire oh, brings yeah. flowers uh-huh. and Olivia oh or God. and the godmother's yeah. like, these are so beautiful. And then she sets them outside. Yeah, she's like, Maybe we should just leave, leave them, them here. here. And then I also died laughing whenever they were talking about how like their mother used to do all these voices and she was so funny. And like the godmother interrupts and is like, my ex used to do that too. Like funny jokes and voices. And they're like, okay, like, like that's, okay, that, that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, always trying to insert herself. Uh huh. Um, her thinking everyone needs a picture of her at every year naked is brilliant. Like oh, okay. the whole, what, what what was it called? The self. Oh, the sex exhibition. Sex exhibition. Oh my god, that was so funny. such a brilliant episode, and yes. that was one of my favorite jokes in it. And then it's season two, episode one. Whenever Fleabag opens up her present. And the dad's <laughs> like, oh, no, that was, like, a bedroom, a bedroom present. present. And she's, like, and the all of. And is like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then she's, like, all of my bedrooms are bedroom presents. Are all my presents are bedroom, bedroom presents? presents. Yeah. yeah. Um, loved it. And then my last one is, I left really. So season two is all about the priest. Yep. Hot priest. Um, hot priest. Maybe now is a good time to mention that me and Maddie actually met in Catholic preschool. So that is the foundation of our friendship. Although. She and her family were, like, much more <laughs> consistent patrons of the church. <laughs> you could say my dad is an all-caps Catholic. I mean, yeah, your dad is all-caps Catholic, and you did, like, First Communion and Confirmation, all that stuff. Oh, and Maddie has a sister. Oh, yeah, so I have a sister. So, in Fleabag, Fleabag, <laughs> I think that it brings, it comes up. Yeah, okay. Because about the Claire, and, like, you can speak to sister things, and I'm just, like, listening. Because I don't have any sisters. I mean, you don't have any birth sisters. But no, you no, grew I, up I do house. have you and your sister. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to watch a lot of it, but I, I don't have like an adult sister dynamic. Yeah. In the way that they like, our friendship is not like Fleabag and Claire. To, we get to I, I do feel like I need to clarify my sister is not. <laughs> she was very offended no, no, by no, the no, Claire no, reference. No. <laughs> I didn't mean to. No, no, I know. You I are just, not also not Fleabag though. No, no one will date me. Well. 
yeah, that's the opposite of late <laughs> that's night. It. That's the only. Anyone. That's the <laughs> only <laughs> reason though that we. And also, my hair doesn't always fall in a super, in a chic, super way. chic way. Yeah. God. But okay. And I am Catholic. Yep. So I thought the uh, his re- restaurant reviews where he <laughs> said, I'd spend 40 days and 40 nights in that dessert. <laughs> and Fleabag gives him nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't get it. So great. So <laughs> great. And then also, this is a very small joke. Him not knowing how to talk to babies. Because you think he's a yes, priest. Like he would be good would know. Yeah, yeah. with all people. But um, he's human and normal and right. doesn't really know how to well, do any of that did stuff. Where's not to like tell you what one of your jokes was, but also wasn't one of them Fleabag correctly identifying her father's penis like first guess? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> and how disappointed how? the godmother is. I mean, that was what made it funny was that the 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 godmother was like so sure. She was like never gonna and Get then it. she did. It was just like crushing disappointment. I also <laughs> think like the show is so witty and brilliant and funny that some of the jokes like the first time around not that I didn't get them, but I didn't realize how funny they were. Uh-huh. Like when she has the interaction with Belinda, the woman of the year. Yes. And they're talking about movies. <laughs> and she says, what's your favorite period piece? <laughs> and Fleabag says, Carrie. <laughs> which is, you know, the movie where they like draw the blood. blood <laughs> which I'm like, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I guess. Like, <laughs> I thought she was making a joke more like the 80s being. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me too. old. But, but no, no, the joke was the blood. Joke, the blood. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Brilliant. those are some, those are some of yeah. our favorite moments. What is, uh, what's one of the ones, what's your heartbreak scenes? What are the ones that kind of get you in the feels? So my, I, you know, pat myself in the back, finally just chose one. So my I heartbreak did the opposite. Scene, I have three. Great. My <laughs> heartbreak scene is in season one, when you realize it's in the finale, right? When you realize that Fleabag is the one that Boo's boyfriend cheated on her with mm-hmm. because it made the whole show sadder because then you realize not only is she sad, but there's also like a lot of guilt mm-hmm. and also just extra compounded sadness of feeling the guilt of like that. We get the sadness that we get from watching her feel guilty about her essentially indirectly being involved in her best friend's um, death. I read an article that also, though, pointed out that they don't really address it, but clearly Boo had some mental health issues. And so while obviously Fleabag, kind of like what you mentioned well, maybe actually in the other episode we recorded. In the normal <laughs> um, Just about how there's, you know, often a trigger to what's going on. And so Boo might have really been having some, you know, some struggling on her own before the cheating with her boyfriend happened. But so obviously Fleabag is what set that in motion. But like those, that condition was already there within Boo. Mm-hmm. And they don't really address Fleabag realizing that and like giving herself a little bit of a break because of it because but like I'm sure that's I mean that's the case the the friend thought that the best thing to do to get her boyfriend back was to like get herself like into a hospital Mm -hmm. I don't know anyway that was my heartbreak scene what are yours so I have three Mm -hmm. the first one is um season two episode three when she's talking, when her and the priest are talking, and he's telling her that they can't have sex, but they can be friends, and you see that she's like kind of embarrassed and also disappointed, like she, like, right, like that they click and that like he also is feeling mm-hmm. the same way, like right. it's, it's not like, like a totally un- affirm- like a validation, it's validation, but also like a reminder, like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna have sex with you. Um, season two, episode four, and it's a flashback to the mother's funeral. Um, where her and Boo are talking, and mm-hmm. f- it's so, it, this one made me really upset when I watched it this week. But she's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do for all, with all of the love I uh, have for my yeah. mom. And Boo's like, Well, give it to me then, mm-hmm. like, because you really do see um, how good of a friend and like how mm-hmm. good of a how match they, they were. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were best friends. Mm-hmm. Like they they got each other, and right. so in that moment, it was like the it was just the perfect thing to say to someone who's grieving. Well, 
And it's extra sad because then you know also Boo leaves. So then now where does what does she, she do, do with, with all, all the love for both of them? Mm-hmm. And like there really hasn't been like she's that's what this whole show is about is her trying to essentially figure that out. Mm-hmm. Kind of. And then my last one is just the ending scene of the series where she finally tells the priest that she loves him Ugh. and he responds with it'll pass. Yeah. Um it's like she's grown so much, right? Like Fleabag has grown mm-hmm. so much as a human and has become someone who can, who has the capability to fall in love. Mm-hmm. I think she used Harry for a long time as a device to not actually um, feel things. Yeah, she like didn't really love him. She didn't really love him, but I think she loved the stability of having mm-hmm. a boyfriend and she loved yeah. um, what he gave her. And like that's why she'd be like, I tie my breakups around, <laughs> you know, when, when the, the flat needed, needed to be, be cleaned. cleaned. Yeah. Um, and so this was the first time I think that she truly felt love. Um, so we've obviously talked okay, about Okay, wait, but before you get to yeah. the next section, I think we need to talk about the hot priest. Okay. Um, because we've mentioned him. Yes. Also, side note, a lot of these characters, like you mentioned it earlier and I interrupted you, but about how they really don't waste a lot of time on this show, which is really smart because the episodes are short, but a lot of the characters in in really trimming down the extra, a lot of the characters don't have names. Mm-hmm. Like her dad never gets a name. Godmother. The godmother. Claire gets her name, which thank God, because then we got Claire and Claire. Yeah. And the hot priest doesn't have a name. No, but I will say, sorry, before we go into the hot priest, I did love how at the wedding... Um, the godmother was oh like God. forgot the husband's name and then yes. was like I just always call you darling right which like <laughs> I think was like a wink to us uh-huh, 100% that, like we also like did you realize that like, you don't know his you don't know his name either yeah um so yeah that was that was brilliant um so okay so the hot priest is played by Andrew Scott Andrew Scott who was also in Sherlock as Moriarty, Moriarty, how do you say that? Moriarty, I don't know. Moriarty, Morty. Fuck, I can't remember. Mortyarty. <laughs> no, that's like sh- that's wrong. It's <laughs> not like Boyarty. <laughs> he's the villain. <laughs> it's been a couple years since I watched Sherlock, which ten out of ten would recommend. It's with Benedict Cumberbatch. Allegedly, they're doing a new. A new uh, installation of that show. It it was like long episode, short seasons um, with Benedict, and I don't know if that's going to follow the same format, but with that little girl from Stranger Things. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. So she's Sherlock's little sister, maybe. I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is in it at all. But anyway, I digress. So I never found this actor to be hot he's in, and he was in skins mm-hmm, that was nicholas holt was he in skins oh when you said that i thought it was this guy all these no. are like dark haired like uk actors um okay well anyway he was in he was a theater actor he was on broadway right Okay, maybe double check that he was in Sherlock. He was. Okay, cool. Um, I must have just got them confused this week. But anyway, uh, I didn't think he was hot in Sherlock. I don't think I would, if you just showed me a picture of this actor, I would not, like, he's not for me. But I think as hot priest, he was hot. What do you think? So I completely, I, um... I've only seen him in this. I've never seen Sherlock. So I was introduced to this actor as Hot Priest, so now I think he's hot all the time. Oh, interesting. Like, I am attracted to him all the time. literally any time I see just him. like, taking the flea bag acting and just applying it to all the Uh-huh. And I had a hard time. I was very conflicted when season two started, and it was about a priest, because the right. way that I've been raised mm-hmm. with priests, I've never seen them drink alcohol. <laughs> I've never heard them... Cu- like, swear. he had a drinking problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, swear. Like, all of... Also, granted, none of the priests at the church that I, you know, went to growing up, and now when I go with my parents randomly, um, have been this young. 
Yeah, like they've never been. They're old and traditional. Yeah, but we'll put this in the show notes. I did watch a priest, like a quote-unquote hot priest that they had like dubbed in the UK, like Mary Claire and everything, reacted to a few episodes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm obviously not a priest. Um, couldn't even be one if I wanted to. But hmm. he, it's kind of is this like reaction where it's like so different than what you've been taught is what priests do. Right. So I was like attracted to them and also I was like, but I don't want them to hook up, but like they have to hook up. Right. Like I was so confused with how I felt about them as a couple. Right. It's like the ultimate like will they, won't they? But like they shouldn't. Out of like the it's like forbidden the forbidden fruit of it all. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's I thought he was very hot though. Yeah. I was definitely about them like together. Um so the turn I well also sorry to continue no, 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 just a going. few more things about the hot priest. I did think that her being an atheist and pushing back on his like grand statements about religion or God or whatever was a good dynamic because mm-hmm. it kind of was a good balance. Um because she didn't lose herself in Catholicism, which would have been like a kind of a tired trope of the girl just like doing whatever this guy is that she's like wanting to date is into, but it seemed like she was, her questions weren't disrespectful. It was just coming from somebody who didn't have that kind of Well, and background. he was so open to having the conversation. Right. he wanted to, you know. And, like, the jokes that they made in the church and, like, about God were always, like, kind, like, they were more funny than I think offensive. Like, when she was like, I don't believe in God, and the painting fell. And he was <laughs> like, I love when he does that. That was always funny. Or... Whenever she was like, I'm an atheist, he was like, yeah, I could tell you were smelling the Bible. <laughs> like, they definitely made it so that he wasn't judging her and he was just, like, you know, right. having a conversation. And he never forced anything on her and she never. Right. Like, religious. In a way, I think the they both doubted their beliefs, but not. Because of but because of the other, but not because of something the other said or did. Right. No, I It agree. wasn't like she ever said, like, leave the priesthood. Like, no. she never asked him to leave the church, no. and he never asked her to join the church. Right. But they did have, like, a conscious, like, a, da- uh, what is that called? A Oh, you know, when you, like, doubt yourself, like a. Self-doubt? No, it's like you're, yeah, with their choices know. that they'd made up until that point. Okay, got it. Well, I also think that having... Crisis of conscience, I think is what I was Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Those are the words. I just don't know the order. Yeah. <laughs> I also think that in this season, having her love interest be a priest was, like, spot-on perfect because in season one, we saw her really abuse, like, sex and all these other things that were, mm-hmm. like, not necessarily healthy ways to cope with um her depression or you know whatever it was that she was going through and in this season because he's a priest it's like literally removed from their dynamic so they could actually get to know each other and have conversations that were not just leading to sex like it literally was never going to happen so it like gave her more space to grieve I Mm -hmm. think even you know without the fact that he was a religious figure and could you know because a lot of religion is you know trying to help cope with things and like give direction and guidance what's well, like you know the priest role a lot and so I felt like even even without that like even with him actually helping her him not having sex with her was helping her you mm-hmm. know what I mean Does that make sense? well yeah like her falling in love with someone who was unattainable made it so that she wasn't able to hide in men from her feelings right. she had to process boo and her mom and right so like the companionship actually like served her and I think it served him as well mm-hmm. um because he also like will randomly mention like he'd like been through a lot and also was like new to the priesthood or not tr- new to, to the that parish the parish yeah. yeah and I'm sure it is quite alienating so they were both feeling isolated for different reasons and so the two of them also him knowing that she needed him, the feeling of feeling needed, I'm assuming, is why he became priest. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, validating in that way. 100%, yeah. yeah. Well, and um, few, so when they finished se- filming season one, they had no intention of coming back for season two. Like, that was not something that mm-hmm. they ever talked about. But she had known Andrew for a while, and when this idea came up, like, that's the only reason why we got a season two was because of this idea yeah. of her falling in love with a priest mm-hmm. who's so off limits. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, I mean, it was definitely something that I think she, like, researched a lot, and we got, like, the best story out of it. Right, yeah. So, turning point. When did you fully buy into Fleabag? Um, well, it's, you know, not logical because I watched season two first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're <laughs> season two, episode three. I think about this all the time. I mean, less now that it's, you know, been a while since I saw the show, but him seeing us. The priest breaking the yeah, fourth sorry. wall, too. The hot priest seeing the fourth wall and that moment was so significant as for me as a viewer because we've been like in her brain I always thought we were in her brain Mm -hmm. like and but okay you know it's a little bit reminiscent of the office where it's like direct to camera you know aside that's how she does the asides really and so it's always a little bit hard to tell like when she turns around and talks to us is she actually turning around? I always assumed no. That's why I always assumed we were in her head. Mm-hmm. She was imagining what she would turn and tell somebody who was there in her, like, dissociating, coping thing that she's doing. But when he sees her talking to us, and he's like, where are you going? And then you're like, oh, my God. Like, he, he as actually seeing her, like, he... He's the first person who can see, right, right, right. Like, truly so see her. A little bit seeing through her bullshit, a little bit, like, whatever. And so it's, like, that connection where you're, like, oh, my God. Like, this is everything. <laughs> like, is not mm-hmm. to, like, make it so grand, but, like, is this not what we all want on some level is to, like, find that person that, like, actually, like, is seeing your thoughts, you know, in a way where you're, like, oh, like, they just get it. Like, Mm -hmm. because that is a little bit what he's doing by seeing her talking to us is, like, he's getting that there's another, like, there's another door. Like, there's a trap door, and she's dealing with things in a way in her brain, and he's, like, I see that. Like, I see that you're doing these things. And also because he's now, like, shining that spotlight on the dark corner in her brain, like, she has to act differently, right? Like, she has to be more careful about talking to us, which indirectly, of course, in reality, is, like, her actually having to, like... Be like, more present in her be more day-to-day present, day right, conversation. Right, like, stitch her own life together a little bit and, is ten- or, and not take advantage, use the crutch that is her little, like, fourth wall. So mm-hmm. that was when I was really... Um, that was when I was sold on his usefulness in this, sh- not usefulness, I don't know, like on hi- them together maybe. Because like I also like really watered down Catholic background, but the dynamics of, I'm like, where's this going? Like, yeah, they're yeah. Never, like, We're like, I know the rules. Right, right. Like I know the rules. Like this is never going to happen. So like, what are we watching this for? But when that happened, I was like, oh, this is like more of like a soulmate situation or at least like strong you know yeah well I liked it because I think it's gonna serve her in a in a real clear way yeah well also she is judged so harshly by the people in her life like her the godmother doesn't Mm -hmm. really like her the dad doesn't like her but he loves her Claire calls her broken Martin is the worst but he hates her um so I think it was also just really refreshing that this is the first person since Boo who seems to, like, love all of the parts of Fleabag, even the parts right. that, like, she doesn't think are love. Like, mm-hmm. she... Yes. No, no, that's Like, right. all parts of her. Yeah. So, I did think it was a really smart um, mm-hmm. way to, to convey that because also when sex is off the table, mm-hmm. you kind of have to find other, way, right. other ways to make it so that the audience can look past... Right. As, as the godmother would for? say, the little doggy thing. <laughs> oh my god! You know, like yeah. we were able to then see him as like a human who we wanted with Fleabag, right. that now has this bat, like this obstacle. Right. Exactly. And in the next episode, of course, he like does it again when they're in the cafe, mm-hmm. and that scene is like different because she really freaks out when he yes. like because she's putting up her walls and like being defensive, and then he like calls us out, and she's like. Nope, 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 nope. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, panic, panic, panic. Like, is an asshole to him. Like, literally tells him to leave her cafe and says, well, I better get back to work and you should probably get back to God. Yeah. Like, 
withering. Yeah. Like, she was yeah, so brutal. It. Of course, also this, you know, just continuing on this episode for one hot second. Um, This is later in the episode when we get the, oh, don't call me father like it doesn't turn you on. He says, I wrote it down because I think it's the <laughs> hottest thing that was said in the whole it show. Is. Fuck you calling me father like it doesn't turn you on just to say it. Oh, my God. What? The so if you weren't fuck. sure if Hot Priest is Hot Priest, this is when he tells you he is. When he um, was drunk, too. So you were yes. like, he was like a little bit looser. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, I was. Chaotic I, was, I like paused it. I was like, what, what, what just happened? I know. I was like, did I hear that right? Like, like, I was like, that is the sexiest thing I've heard on the show. And also, once again, him seeing her mm-hmm. when she thought i'm sure a lot of this time that she's like in her head about the whole thing and like oh it's one-sided it's one-sided it's one-sided but like no 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 no. he knows exactly what's going on mm-hmm. so you had brought something up to me we broke our rule a little bit this week and i'm sure you're going to talk about it but i just feel like now is a good time to talk about it okay. um since we're kind of going on about the breaking of the fourth wall you had mentioned to me that she's usually wrong with people yes do you, do you have that no, no, no. She's usually right. She's wrong with, with Claire. Claire. So I thought it was, so you mentioned that to me uh, before I had finished watching the show. Mm-hmm. Do you know who she's the most consistently right with? You know, I don't, I think she's the most consistently right with the men she was hooking up in season one. Like yes. all the men. Like she, every guy. Her and Martin. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Think <laughs> the same way. Yes. Uh, Martin, I was, American. <laughs> was shocked that every time like he'd be like, I have a little. She'd be like, he has a speech prepared, and he's like, yeah. I have a little speech prepared. Like right, he she would like say word it. for word, yes. which I think Nailed is. It. He was the worst, and I don't oh my God. think anything. But I do think it's interesting that she was so right with him. I think because yeah. they aren't as different as right. like they're different types of bad. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, he. Um, but they I just thought that was sewer. you pointed that out, and so I thought it was really right. interesting. Yeah. Um. And then when I was watching it back, I and was she's like, always wrong about Claire. Uh-huh. Not, I don't know about she, always, but she's wrong a lot. Like she'll be like, Oh, she'll never go for this. And then Claire would be like, all right, I'm in. And like, yeah. she also would like double take to us. Yeah. <laughs> I think because you with siblings, especially sisters, you do kind of stick them in a box that you're like, this is where they'll always fit. Mm-hmm. And then they grow up and change or right, have different it's things. Sometimes like 13 year old them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you are like, like I do it with both my brother and my sister, not mm-hmm. even just my sister, where I will assume that they're going to respond a certain way. And then mm-hmm. when they don't, I kind of sound like the <laughs> asshole for being like, oh, you know, my brother will never pick me up. And he's like, yeah, sure. Of course I'll pick you up. And I'm like, oh, now I sound like an ass because right. I told everybody there was no way you would no do way. this. Yeah, and yeah. so I think that she, Claire and her have like a very true to life sibling yes, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, my scene where I like fully bought in because I watched it straight through was season two, episode one, though, the dinner where everyone is just their most chaotic. I mean, you, it's the introduction of the priest. It is, you find out that Claire and, and it's like a single, is his like name Martin or Marvin? Martin. Martin. Okay. Good. The whole episode is unlike the other episodes where they're fitting 400 scenes into 25 minutes. They're fitting one scene into mm-hmm. 25 minutes. And it's really just the introduction of the priest. That's like my favorite out of all of that. Cause it's like her being like, Oh, it's their priest. Oh, it's their fun, sweary priest. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and you really get to, you realize at that moment, yeah, she's that, like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Yeah. Like. That, that he is going to be very important to the yeah. show. Yeah. He's one of six. Cause of the way he, the, the way he fits in, in that dynamic mm-hmm. and how quickly and I also just love, this is not my favorite scene, but I love on the ride home with Claire and, and Fleabag because they fought and mm-hmm. and all of this she stuff. Picks her up in the cab. She They're in the cab and they're like sitting there and out of nowhere, she's like, the priest is quite hot. Yeah. Like, and yeah, they're like, oh, super yeah. hot. Which is so how you it's go like with like best sisters. friends or sisters yeah, yeah, or whatever. Like right back to it. Like, where you're like, I was just screaming at you. I punched your husband in the face, but like the priest is really hot. <laughs> right? Right? Like, we think the priest is hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, okay. So. What are some of your best or worst B plots? My best is the statue, which we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that that was like a running joke. Joke. <laughs> yeah, it, it was always used as a joke. Um, it I was just like a nice through line. Yeah, I and I think the statue was really well done because it's the importance of it seems so small mm-hmm. at the beginning, and then you find out that it's like the one piece based on her mother, and right. so it's like it end? did have a little bit more of a sentimental value, and right. it bonded her and Claire. Like mm-hmm. they did use that as a. 
yeah. a really good through line, like right. you said. Yeah, plus it was something where Fleabag and Claire were on the same team, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. every time with the statue, so that was nice. My worst B-pots were, well, also, I loved the whole Silent Retreat yes. episode, which wasn't, I guess it was in its own B-plot. So I have I a really B-plot know. from that Silent Retreat okay. episode, because I thought that the Better Man workshop <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> and, like, I don't know if those exist, but that's exactly <laughs> what I pictured. Yeah, It's just, like, a man yelling yes. at sex dolls and then having to apologize right. to sex dolls and, oh like, God. kind of figuring out how to not be... This is how, like, HR is getting their, like, yeah. gold stamp. But, like, okay, you can go back. You can go back. To work. Well, I also think they did such a brilliant job with the guy from the pilot who she flashes and he calls her a slut. The and then he's at the... Guy? Yeah, the... Yeah. Then he's at the Better Man retreat. Mm-hmm. Then he covers the shop and like yeah, he's like full circle. She he's at the end and he's like, "My wife would love this." And it's like mm-hmm. you realize that he has then gotten his wife back because oh, he right. he's upset. All he wants is for his wife to forgive him and for right. him to go home. And you find that out in season one. Yeah. So then the f- like all of the the uh-huh. things are tied. But sorry, yeah, back they tie that up really nice. Back to you. Um, my worst B plots are Martin, mm-hmm. who I hated mm-hmm. every time he was on screen, mm-hmm. and. Fleabag's failing cafe um it made it just added to the shit pile that Fleabag was dealing with in season one which made it all a big bummer and made me not want to rewatch it when prepping for this uh it's sort of like it was like a kicker while she's down type plot like I didn't I just wouldn't have minded it if it was just the status of how well the cafe was doing was not relevant mm-hmm. like I understand why they did it like go ahead and pile it all on she's dealing with a lot but um every time there was like a reminder that her ca- cafe was failing it was just sad yeah I don't know. yeah um what are yours so I already interrupted you to talk about the better oh, man retreat I also loved chatty Wednesdays like just the <laughs> idea of them <laughs> and how and that they used it well they used it well and they used it to like point out again how different Claire and Fleabag are um when <laughs> Claire's like, no, I'm not here for that. Like, stop talking to me. I (laughs) thought was so funny. She knew. Yeah. And then um, I agree with you that Martin is the worst and like the worst B plot. But I have a caveat because he is in one of, I think, the best acted scenes. So it's in the season two finale when they're in the kitchen and it's Claire, Fleabag and Martin. And they're Mm -hmm. having like a huge screaming fight. And he (laughs) yells at her. Um, I'm not a bad guy. I just have a bad personality. It's not my fault. Some people are born with fucked personalities. It is like the perfect example <laughs> of yeah, Martin. Yeah, no, like you're right. That and then also whenever <laughs> he's she's like, you kiss like Claire's trying to be like, you need to leave me. Like, divorce me. I do not want to be with you. And he's like, No, why would you say that? Or whatever. And she's like, You he's like, So what? I kissed your sister at her birthday. And Claire is like, No, it was my birthday. Like you kissed my <laughs> sister at my birthday and he's like fine i mix up birthdays oh like right like he's, he's missing the he's whole, like missing like, the whole point oh God, yeah. um so i don't like martin and i think he's terrible but i did think that that scene was just really uh it was a great ending to that marriage that didn't make sense yeah. from the beginning martin's p- pain was worth it because we got season two uh-huh a hundred percent and then I also love that like he's like well the last thing I because Claire he was like Claire if you're gonna actually do this then get down on your knees yeah and like actually beg me and she does mm-hmm. and that's when you're like oh Claire's stronger than I've given right? her credit like for she's committed and then I love that he says well the last thing I have to say to you and he looks at Fleabag and says fuck yeah. you <laughs> yeah like it's not like even somehow, to her like somehow it's the dissolution of his right, marriage yeah, is a hundred percent Fleabag's fault yes so um Yes, that is my, it's not a great B-plot. Like, anything with Martin is not good, but I did think that that it was, was a, worth it, it though. was a good yeah, yeah. payoff. And also just, like, good final point. scene for him. Yeah, <laughs> it was perfect. It was, um, yeah. Okay, so your stats. Let's go through our highlights. Yeah, stats. well, my favorite ca- character is Fleabag. Um, what? <laughs> shocking. Uh, my favorite relationship was obviously Fleabag and the Hot Priest because I, they could, like, reshoot <laughs> filler episodes and I would watch it. Um... Favorite season, obviously, was season two, and my favorite episode was season two, episode one, with the family dinner. Oh, what great stats. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my favorite character is Claire, and we actually have a uh, clip that mm-hmm. we're going to play 
of, I sent it to our producer, Jake, of all of the, just kind of it's like a compilation of like the best Claire moments, which is like how mm-hmm. I was just really sold that Claire yeah. was my, she's also, I'm the least like Claire out of anybody <laughs> in the world. Like I'm not yeah, but your sister Claire. is my sister quite has, a bit like Claire. My sister has some Claire-like yeah. tendencies. Yeah. So I think in a lot of situations where Claire would be like, don't say anything. I have been yes. the flea bag that then makes you. the joke mm-hmm. or does the title the of your thing. sex tape or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my sister's always like, stop. Right, like, why are you doing this? So I think that that's, um, my sister did not love the comparison when I talked to her on the phone about <laughs> it this week, but I do think that um, that she has some Claire qualities. So here is a video of just some Claire moments. Tell the truth. It's horrendous. It's horrendous. It's modern. Don't lie. I'm not. <laughs> I look like a pencil. <laughs> you, you don't look don't like Don't laugh. It's okay. It's not okay. I'm going to lose my job. You okay? You look stressed. the size of my office, I will scream. What's his name? What's his name? Claire. What? His name is Claire. The only person I'd run for an airport for is you. Bye, Claire. Bye, Claire. (laughs) Bye, Claire. That is some of the highlights from Claire. She's the best. She's the best. I also love whenever she tells Fleabag that she can't jog through a graveyard because that's flaunting her life, (laughs) (laughs) which is, like, so stupid. Um, My favorite relationship is obviously Fleabag and the the priest. We've talked about all of the, I think, kind of big moments for Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. But um, that moment in 204, wow, wow, wow. Um, my favorite episode yeah. is season or favorite season is season two. And my favorite episode is a tie between season two, episode one, and then season two, episode three. I love the, in, the women in business. I think it's very funny. Um, the friendship with Claire, like is starting to develop and become more even the introduction of male Claire, uh, the beginning of the actual friendship with the priest and him addressing that they're flirting. And then that's kind of the introduction of the Fox where he says that, you know, the priest thinks a fox is following him wherever he goes. Yeah. Um, that all of that happens in, in episode three. Um, yeah, season three is good. Se- episode three, season two. Did I say season three? Uh-huh. Oh, shit, I meant episode three. Yeah, and I also, I just thought the 
the Women in Business Award was so funny that she dropped, like, because you know what's going to happen. You know it. The like, second, also, that's 100% something I would do. Just pick oh up God. something totally fast, and then she just drops it, and then just runs away. Yeah, it just, like, blew up. Loved it so, because she wasn't trying to be, she wasn't trying to be shitty, which to me is sometimes, like, the funniest like when in the sex exhibition when she's just dropping all of the champagne glasses she's doing it on purpose, doing it on purpose but this one she was actually trying right, to be helpful yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um okay so so the thing that we we're all here we're for. all here for what is your single best scene my single best scene is a cheat because it's the whole season two episode one but I'm just going to put oh, some highlights. Oh, so it's highlights. like my Jughead one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to pull some highlights from that episode, even though we've talked about it as if it's the only episode in this show. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what else could we have? I don't know. Well, the godmother says, uh, I think the priest compliments her handbag, which is <laughs> fur. And the godmother says, oh, thank you. It had a stroke. <laughs> so it's okay. So it's okay. Um... And then just the needy waitress uh-huh. was genius to, like, lighten the mood. Like, she was, like, the comedic relief of that episode, which mm-hmm. normally, like, Fleabag's our comedic relief, right? Right. But in this episode, since we didn't move, we were just trapped in this restaurant the whole time. Well, and Fleabag's like Fleabag. trying to show her growth as, like, a person. She's not th- – she hasn't seen anybody since this exhibition. Right. So if right, she, she couldn't be the comedic relief – when trying to prove that she's like right, a quote unquote exactly grown, grown up. up. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was brilliant. And so every time she had like a little interjection was and the sweet priest who was always like, Okay, you can fill my class <laughs> <laughs> You knew he was like a good guy, I guess, from that point. And then like you said earlier, when Fleabag says, Oh, he's the cool sweary priest yeah. <laughs> Um and I was just glad that here she tells her family and tells us that the cafe is actually doing well and she's like, yeah. No, really, like really, really it she, actually is she lies about it and first season when she's talking to Claire about it, but she is telling the truth this time. Which can we acknowledge <laughs> how funny it is that in season one, whenever the cafe is not doing well and she's mm-hmm. talking to her dad about it yeah. and the dad's like, Oh, I just wish we could help you. Things are just not right. going well for us. And then she's like, Oh no, it's like, I wasn't asking. And then he's like, she's like, what's this? And he's like, Oh, it's a house we bought in France. Yeah. And then like, Claire's like going to be making a million dollars in yeah, Finland, yeah, yeah, but like yeah. nobody's doing okay to like help her with right, the cafe. Can help her like this struggling cafe. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, her jumpsuit is amazing. She looks uh, fucking amazing. amazing. What a queen. Um, the godmother constantly talking over the dad, <laughs> like the dad keeps trying to like interject, I guess, but to her credit, he can't form sentences. So like, waiting for him to like form the sentences and it's just faster for her to but like she bulldozes over him like over and over and over and over who among us hasn't done that i mean yeah between the two of us been there we do each other constantly but um like the dad could not get a word in edward and like that was just hilarious um and then the dad's gift which we've already talked about the bedroom gift Mm -hmm. Although, like, it was used as a punchline, basically. But it was actually really sweet. Yeah. Like, I it was a thoughtful gift and, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I thought that the, at the dinner, it was so high. Like, they were it was like a pressure cooker. Like, there yeah. was so much anxiety. And so she would use those, like, smoke breaks or every time she would go outside to, like, relieve. I think even the audience to mm-hmm. make sure we yeah. weren't, like, overly stimulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I do think that moment was really sweet with her dad. Yeah. That was nice. And I also thought it was funny that no one knows what Claire does. Like, they're like, oh, no, you're a lawyer, right? You're a solicitor, yeah. Right, right. And she's like, no, I work with solicitors. And they're like, no, you went to law school. And she was like, no, I went to business school. Like, <laughs> none of them fucking know. A yeah. little bit like Ross and Friends episode. Where right. Like, none of them. Get, like, or the Chandler, million dollar yeah. Question, or, yeah, sorry. What does Chandler, Chandler do? What does Chandler do? Nobody knows. Um, and we get the churchy music. The music in this episode's mm-hmm. really good. Um. And then the miscarriage was a brilliant, like, plot jump from, like, because everything that's, go- like, it's chaotic, it's chaotic, it's chaotic, it's chaotic. Like, the entire se- uh, show, or episode, God, the entire episode is just, like, pure chaos. Some of the moments when she's smoking, and then Claire gets up and, like, whatever, and Fleabag goes after her, and... It's, like, another moment that's, like, still for a moment. 
and which that bathroom also so beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excited. Mm-hmm. But um, we heard the audio of Claire like screaming at playback to like get her hands off her miscarriage. So that part was really heartbreaking. So we got some like heartbreaking pain, but also like a sister moment between them, even though they've they explained to us at the beginning that basically they haven't seen each other in like 11 months. So that was like a big deal that was not something that Fleabag was having to go through, which was smart. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't adding the shit pile to Fleabag, who was just starting to get her life together. It was putting it on Claire, who, like, has this, like, trying to get her life back together Well, she doesn't want a kid. Like, and not that... Right. That that... It made it... It's still heartbreaking and sad, but it made it... It wasn't like they were trying to... She wanted to leave Martin. Like, she was right, always... but they were trying. That's why they weren't drinking, which was also funny. Yeah. Whenever the priest said that they were bad alcoholics because they had stopped. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was so funny. And then him telling everyone that his brother's a pedophile. And he's like, I see the irony. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Um, but then them returning to the table in Fleabag, like, not being able to handle, like, Claire, who's now become fun Claire, mm-hmm. um, which is terrifying. Um, and then deciding to just take the miscarriage on herself, which course prompts martin to be a big old dick about it and just it just like was such a perfect crescendo to the drama and you know did put fleabag right back at the center of it even though it wasn't her drama actually Mm -hmm. and wasn't her dinner which like martin did say like yeah i'm just waiting to see what you're gonna do to make about you yeah Yeah. um which was not fair i didn't think but whatever and it was such an interesting and like this show is controversial like i wouldn't say that everyone who watches it will like it Mm -hmm. um but making the miscarriage be the thing that carried all kind of six episodes Mm -hmm. um whether it was like how the godmother was trying to be like i've had six friends who had miscarriages five of them couldn't have kids after that and one of them did and quite regretted it so like they like it shows like kind of how they use that as a, a way, and I don't know if I agree or disagree with it, but to show how incapable this family is of handling actual problems within right. the own, like within their family. Right. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Like they're close, but they have no clue what the fuck we're to right. talk about. And then um, the priest, of course, once we've hit full circle with how we started, which was flea bag, bloody nose, bathroom, full. You know, we're we're now back to that moment, and the hot priest is like trying to help. Like, kind of, you know, he's like, oh, is everything okay? Whatever, sweet boy. Mm-hmm. And then Fleabag leaves by herself, and the sister grabs her in the cab, and they're back in the cab, like we already talked about. And Fleabag's like, nope, we're we're going to the hospital this time. And the sister of Claire finally, like, relents, and then they have their little, well, the priest is hot moment. Yeah. Which was so perfect. So, yeah. yep, that's mine. What's yours? So yours is just an episode. <laughs> <laughs> so mine, well, no, I told you I was cheating. Yeah. There's a lot of moments that I was like, it's it's going to be this. You know what I mean? Like, I had a lot of times where mm-hmm. I was like, it's going to be this one. Like, when she goes up and has that conversation with the dad where he's stuck and he feels like he's trapped. Yeah. And Fleabag's like, everybody will take a bottle of wine home. <laughs> Nobody will be mad that you're canceling the wedding. And he's like, no, like, my foot's stuck. Like, I'm actually right, trapped. Right, basically. Um, that was a contender for mine. I liked the moments with Fleabag and the dad because she says it out at the beginning that he's so uncomfortable to be in a room with her. Mm-hmm. And you yes. learn throughout the two seasons why. It's because she's so much like her mom. Like, she can just have fun and not mm-hmm. think about the consequences, and he's not that way. He can yeah. barely get out of sentence. But ultimately, I decided my single best scene was from season two, episode four, where she goes in to do the confessional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that's confessional why I scene. opted to not talk all about this. Oh, about the confessional so yeah, scene? I knew you were going to do it, so. So, I, I feel like in, in that scene, she's speaking some sort of, like, universal truth when everything that you feel like is going wrong, you just want someone to tell you what to do. Like, right. that's doing it and you like see her take confessional more seriously as the episode goes down and she starts to kind of break Mm -hmm. let down some of the walls that she had built up when she went in because obviously at the beginning she's kind of joking Mm -hmm. doing the confession because also he um he was drunk when she got there um so you didn't know how seriously fleabag was going to take it Mm um also it's one of the few scenes where she's having a really kind of emotional moment that the camera's just on her. Like, Hot Priest is not in the frame. It's mm-hmm. just her. And she doesn't break the fourth wall. Like, she mm-hmm. is just 100% being herself. Right. She does not yeah. use it as a device no. to, yeah. to get out of the pain she's feeling. And then, um, yeah, she's fleeing the scene. And then, of course, he says, Neil, which, as a Catholic, I was like, that's weird. Usually they give you... Right. You don't like Hail Marys. Yeah, they'll be like, do this, but like you leave the confessional booth. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it ends with like 
Well, as soon as he said biggest, Neil, I was like, stop breathing. Yeah, yeah. Stop <laughs> breathing. I was like, you're like, this is so sexy. And then, what's happening? well, you're what's also happening? like, what's is happening? he going to do what's it happening? What's happening? in the church? I almost thought there was going to be like a dick first situation. Like, coming in dick first. Yeah, I mean, the Neil, I, I will say, I did also like <laughs> <laughs> hold my dick breath. Because I, I will say that. Um, so that's my single best scene. I have another point to make about Fleabag and the Priest, but it okay. has less to do with this moment. But when, so they obviously get interrupted when the yeah. the falls, falls and he's back, kind yeah. of reminded that he's a priest. Yep. And then episode five starts and she's super hungover because she goes to sleep with the ho- the, the lawyer? asshole lawyer that's yeah, yeah. representing her in her case against Martin mm-hmm. for assault. And they, you're like, oh, they're, I, when I was watching it the first time, was like, oh, my gosh, there's no way they're going to have sex now. Like, he's going to have sobered up, realized what he's done, yeah. and he's not going to do it. Right. So this might also be a tie for my single best scene. I because mean, then when he comes to the house yeah. and he's talking to her and she's like, oh, my God, we're going to have sex. Yes. Like, she starts breaking and saying it to, to us, to but us. he's still t- going on and on. Because yeah. they had spent that whole episode not together. Right. And so yeah. I was like, yep. this he isn't going to happen. Yeah, he, yeah. And then when he, he said, quit the wedding. Like, yeah, when he said, we're going to have sex, aren't we? And like, he kind of sounds like disappointed, but not really disappointed. Like he's, it was sort of like a realization of what's happening. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? like and like he did inevitable. his out loud. Like yeah. we've heard her do it over and over again, but it was like, he finally had his moment of being like, this that is my innermost. Fa- almost his fourth wall. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then of course they do have sex and, uh, and whatnot. And what we'd all been waiting for. But it was so smart that it was like spaced out between three episodes. Like they had the build up in episode yeah. well, episode one through four, but like the actual tension mm-hmm. bubbled over episode four, dragged it out through episode five, and then they had like cute kissing moments and whatever mm-hmm. in episode six for it to end with yeah. I love you, it'll pass yeah. was such a, it was such a smart way to tell the story because then we didn't have to be heartbroken for her for like a very long time because yeah. she then leaves the camera and the right, show's she over need us anymore. and she's yeah we no longer have Fleabag and it's like, we won't ever right. have another season it was like the ultimate breakup like with us mm-hmm. like hurts the most so I feel like I cheated a little bit too because my episode was a catalyst no, for but those were both really good big episodes um so the f- okay there's a lot of theories about the foxes um yes. one of them being very grand and it like representing like his like sexual desire or like sexuality not sexuality in like a but like his the sexual part of himself I guess um and so the fact that it like chased after them I think one very optimistic (laughs) viewing of Mm -hmm. the whole thing is that that's that desire chasing him continuing to chase him but Mm -hmm. in a way leaving the door open for the possibility of them being together in the future, um, which seemed a little bit like a stretch, but I mean, I really want them to be together. So I'm down for that. Also down for it just being a joke. Yeah. I mean, I know um, there's like a few references about foxes in the Bible. Like it's Mm -hmm. definitely, I think a biblical Mm -hmm. thing. I am not well-versed enough in um, conspiracy theories in uh, Bible Fox knowledge (laughs) um, to have an opinion on that. I Mm -hmm. thought it was, it was funny to me because at the beginning you're thinking it's more of a metaphor. Yeah. And then you see a fox fox. and you're like, Oh, he's not. Cause the, the funny thing about the priest is that he has a lot of, it's like a reminder that he's human. Yeah. And so I was like, is he just drunk? Like yeah. a lot of the time, like are these foxes? Right. I don't know. Actual things that he has, or are they just, mm-hmm. um, you know, dr- right. like whatever. So then when it actually showed up and there was an actual fox there, I think it was also just to symbolize. Yeah. I mean, maybe that he finally outran the, fo- I don't know. But it ran after him. I know. I think it's like his relationship with God. I don't know. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I do know that there's, um, I could have read an article about it. There's, I mean, there's a lot is a problem. Like there's a lot. And I was like, ah, we don't need to go through all this. But anyway, I was just curious. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for Fleabag. Yeah. So what is your recommendation of the week for our listeners? My recommendation of the week is another podcast called Everything is Alive. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love this podcast because it's 
cute and you can recommend it to anyone. <laughs> um, but basically it's this host who interviews an actor, but the actor is an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. So like his interviews will be with Meryl, a bar of soap, and <laughs> he, the host will interview the bar of soap and the actors that voice these objects really commit, like really commit. And they ask them questions like, so how does it feel, you know, like, can you, like, have there been any traumatizing experiences for you? And the soap will be like, and they always have an accent, like some kind of like distinctive voice. And the soap will be like, well, one time I was shoved into a child's mouth. (laughs) 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 And so like, it's just, it's just so funny because they, the whole thing is so serious. Like they are taking it really seriously. The interviewer is taking it seriously. The soap is taking it very seriously, but like it's hysterical because you're interviewing a bar of soap. And then there's always like, they rope in like a just like some fun facts um, are usually also included, not necessarily about the thing they're interviewing, but like adjacent to um, to it. So there's, you know, they do a phone call to s- a specialist about something. And <coughs> anyway, it's just like a cute little 20 minute podcast that if you need a little laugh, it's, it's always fun. Yeah. What's your recommendation? My recommendation is a book I'm currently reading and a book I know you've already read. Um, Trevor Noah's Born mm. a Crime. So good. I, I recommend the audiobook. You're not audiobooking. No, I, I, my attention span is shit. Yeah. So I'm not a, I can't do audiobooks. I'll just forget what I'm doing. Um, but I've been reading the book. I haven't finished it yet, but it's really cool to hear about his life and what mm-hmm. it was like for him in South Africa. And he does a really good job, I think, of explaining history without being luxury. Like it's kind yes. of, it's like, I agree. There's, like, a really funny undertone to, like, terrible things that happened to him. Right. And he acknowledges that. But I, yeah. Um, yeah, I've just been really enjoying it. And I think, why not recommend it on the pod? Yeah, perfect. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by myself, Sophie Orlich, with help from Jake Orlich. No relation. Maddie Line is my favorite co-host, and our lovely theme song is by Chandler Reeves. For news and updates, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SingleBestScene, or check out our website at SingleBestScene.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, and especially if you're one of our actual friends, make sure you're subscribed to the pod and drop us a five-star review. We deserve it. Autoplay next episode.